You're listening to For Ama, an audio storytelling series about Namibian women and healing. Sex, sexuality, and intimacy are usually the topics we avoid when we talk to young girls. When these topics are brought up, they suddenly become conversations about abstinence, purity, pregnancy. Sex to most women was introduced as something to stay away from, to avoid, or to be ashamed of. Today, we listen to an interview with a woman now in her 30s, reflecting on her relationship with sex and sexuality in a conversation about the messiness of periods, sexual education taught by nuns, and having sex. We think about what it means to heal from other people's expectations of our own bodies. This is her story. I remember like sometimes I'd sit in the grass and I'd look at something and then I'd look at it, but I'd look beyond it. Sometimes I'd look in the mirror and look at myself and I'd be like, okay, that's me. And I can see that's me, but I'd be like, who is that in the mirror? It's like, I'd be aware that I'm a physical being and a physical person, but also recognize that I'm not that person. It became very like metaphysical and I'd freak myself out about it. And sometimes I'd look at myself in the mirror and be like, oh my God, who's that? And I'd get scared because I'd know it's me, but I'd know it wasn't me. I remember I was 12, it was New Year's Day, and I was playing in the street with the neighborhood kids, and I was like riding bikes and stuff. And then I went to the bathroom, and then I noticed some blood in my underwear, and I was like, oh my God, am I dying? I remember screaming and calling my mom, like, Mama, something's wrong, I'm bleeding. And she's like, it's a period. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, and then, and it's so funny, because I knew everything about periods, but until it happened to me, I never, like, I didn't know The reason that memory sticks out for me so much is because like that was the last time I was a child. I remember that was the last time I played outside with my friends, you know, and that was the last time I remember feeling fully like a child, like just that childhood innocence. Like I remember reading something that said there was one day when you and your friends went out and came back into your house and never went out to play again. And like that moment for me, my period, it was like, bye. Like the minute I got my period, I was like, this is it. When I look back on it now, like that was the moment when everything changed for me because a few days after I moved to the States and then I was in a new country and I wasn't with kids I'd grown up with my whole life. So obviously I wasn't playing in the streets with, you know, whoever. And after that, I don't remember playing with toys unless I was with my little sister to like entertain her. And I don't remember like being a child and I transitioned to adulthood and I didn't even realize. I think that's when I really became self-aware about my body I felt different around when I was 11 I remember I would still stuff my bra or like tie up my shirt and do like the whole crop top thing and like have the stereo on and just like you know pretend to be like Destiny's Child or whatever and I'd dress up like that and I'd dress up like that with my friends and then when my boobs started developing I was like oh I guess you know I don't need this as much and like I guess with my period as well it was the last step of my body changing I stopped having to dress up to like just for fun and be like oh I'm entertaining my family or my friends to actually I want to be taken seriously now like I am a woman like it was kind of this moment where I felt like I wasn't dressing up anymore like I felt like I was creating the woman that I wanted to be. 
It was this unspoken change in me, but also in, I guess, society around me. And I remember my mom calling my dad and be like, oh, she started her period. They're like, oh, you're a woman now. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm a woman now. You know, like it's like, even though they meant it like in a, we're proud of you and like welcome to the next milestone in life. Like it also unknowingly in myself created this pressure that I am a woman and I need to behave a certain way. I remember when I was 12, like I started taking my crushes more seriously and I'd like start like writing like love letters that I never send or like in my journal, just like, you know, fantasizing about like, oh, this boy looked at me in math class today. I think we're going to get married. This is going to be our kids' names, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And I can honestly say that pivotal moment of when I saw myself as a woman, even though I wasn't one. Once I had my period, my mom had the sex talk with me, but it was always like very scientific. My mom's a nurse and it was very like, okay, you have to wear a condom, you have to do this, you have to do that. I remember everything I'd learned until that point was very scientific. Like I remember one day my dad came home with a board game. It was like a board game about HIV and sex and everything. And, and then he also came home with pamphlets like from the clinic. He's like, here, have a read. Okay. Like that's as far as his conversation with me about sex ones. I remember like him being like, oh, you can't have a boyfriend until you're 15. And then when I was 15, he's like, oh, you can't have a boyfriend until you're 18. It was very... It was very much like they'd tell me what I need to know to protect myself. But in terms of like romantic or emotional connections with people and how to keep myself safe in that regard, like I don't remember having any of those conversations. No one ever teaches parents how to talk to their children about sex. You know what I mean? Because like some people think like, oh, if I talk to my kids about it, then they're going to do it. And I'm glad my parents were like, okay, I will tell you enough to protect yourself. But the rest of it, like, you know, figure it out on your own. I remember as a teenager, we had a very intense like sex education at school. It was very good. They didn't sugarcoat anything. Like I went to a Catholic school for primary school and we were taught mostly by nuns, but they did a good job. They were like pretty intense. They're like, this is what happens. This is the body. And one thing that they always spoke about was like, yeah, wearing condoms because you're either going to get an STI or you're going to get pregnant or whatever and stuff like that. So I was always very like wary of sex. Like even though they were good at showing us the science part of it, like I was like, I'm not going to have sex till I'm married. I'm going to wait, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. And then obviously I went to high school and I was still like, oh, I'm going to wait till I'm married. Because again, I was a very like romantic girl. Like I always fantasized about all these things. I loved my rom-coms and Disney ruined me and all those things. I was that girl. But um, yeah, and then I remember I was 21 and I went to Belgium to visit my friend and it was she was having a baby shower. And we were having a party with her and her, you know, the father of her child and some of their friends. And then I met her father of her child's like best friend and like I looked at him and I was like this person seems interesting you know and then yeah we were just talking and like we were having like a really deep conversation I think I just kissed him and then he kissed me back and then I was like okay and then we just kept on kissing and then it was time for us to go home yeah I'd never I don't know there was just something about this boy man whatever like I just felt like I could trust him so then we were kissing 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 and then we went to his home and then we had sex and like like that morning if you told me oh you're gonna have sex today I would never would have believed you because I was like uh, I'm waiting until I'm married like I'm gonna marry the first person I have sex with like and this is someone I'd met like five hours before I really appreciate that that was my first sexual experience because it allowed me to recognize that everything I learned about sex or I thought I knew about sex was not as fatalistic as I thought it was gonna be like it was just um, it was just so it was like an awakening to me to recognize that this thing that I've been afraid of my whole life because part of getting your period was like they'd be like oh don't play with boys you know stay away from boys like you know that kind of thing that people tell young girls and then I did the thing that they said you should stay away from boys from and I was like oh actually it's not that bad and it's actually really nice and it doesn't have to hurt and it can be comfortable and it was like the next step of my womanhood 
it was like this journey from like level two girlhood into like full womanhood and that was also me fully becoming into my body and deciding like hey I like this person and I want to have sex with them I had all these fears around what sex was supposed to be like and I recognized that it's not that a lot of times the way we talk to young women about sex is that oh people are trying to take something away from you like all my friends are like oh I lost my virginity but I don't feel like I lost something like I gained so much it's such like a beautiful part of life but we've tabooized it I don't know if that's a word and by doing that we've allowed it to be corrupted and abused and violated and made into this ugly thing that allows all these sinister things to overtake it when it's another expression of humanness you know I think ultimately it comes down to people culturally what's which one of the saddest things for me is we've lost our ability to share knowledge about sex. And that's also because of colonialism. So much of our traumas, a lot of people's traumas, sometimes connected to sexual trauma. And sometimes it's because someone took advantage of them, or sometimes also not having information and not being able to fully make conscious decisions for ourselves. And it's because we're keeping like the secret about sex to ourselves and we're not making it open so that the next generation of people who are experiencing sex for the first time can fully prepare themselves for it and decide what they want their sexual lives to be like. All interviews were recorded with the help of Sister Namibia, 99FM and the Alice Rowan Swenson Fellowship Foundation. Four Armour was created, written and edited by journalist and writer Amara Evering. Episodes were produced by Armin Jennings and all narration is done by Lachia Halfiku. We thank all participants brave enough to share their stories on this platform. All stories told in this series are from real people telling their real stories. However, for matters of privacy and safety, their identities will remain anonymous. Rights to this series belongs to Amara Evering and the Alice Rowan Swenson Fellowship Foundation. This is for Amara. That was For Ama, an audio storytelling series about Namibian women in healing. 